This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Friday afternoon, we like to kind of open the forum, get, you know, some friends of ours, come in, kick it around, uh, chew on some topics. We call it the roundtable. Let's hear it. Camelot. Camelot. Here it is. Tell me a model. How old does using Monty Python songs make me sound? Brett Friedlander, SaturdayRoad.com, ACC columnist, and Randy Slack. It's timeless, Adam. <laughs> ESPN Wilmington in uh, in Wilmington, uh, don't you know? He joins us. Uh, Randy, I'm going to let you answer that question. How old do I uh, I make myself by using Monty Python drops? Well, I can tell you this. If it makes you feel any better, my wife is in her 20s, and she understands Monty Python references that occasionally I use. So I don't think you're necessarily super old if you're if you're throwing out the Monty Python from time to time. Uh, Brett, a couple of, uh, about, what, two weeks ago, we used the four Yorkshiremen. Uh, where they were all uh, basically saying that they had it tougher growing up. So I, I kind of know. I kind of feel like I've made myself old. Uh, so I'll start <laughs> with you, Brett. Um, Duke, North Carolina, Saturday night, eight o'clock at Keenan Stadium. What's at stake here? First of all, you're still younger than me, so there's that. <clears throat> I think the bar so, is low, but I I don't really mean to take a shot at you. I just think no, the bar no, is low. I, I own it, man. I <laughs> you, own it. you and I are about the same age. <laughs> so um, what's at stake? I, I think after watching Louisville last night, I think the ACC championship game is still at stake because I don't necessarily have a lot of faith right now in the way Louisville's playing. And, I mean, they could lose to Miami, and if that's the case, then uh, we go to tiebreakers. And... Uh, so if Carolina wins, it's still on the table. Uh, so there's that. And with Duke, you know, this, is, this could have been, this is a season of what might have been. If Riley Leonard, you know, if they would have stopped Sam Hartman on 4th <laughs> and 16, Riley Leonard doesn't get hurt. Riley Leonard doesn't get hurt. Maybe they beat Louisville. Maybe they, you know. So you, you have to salvage something because this, this team is way too good to have the kind of record they still could have. Uh, Randy, for, a- answer that first question, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, where Duke would have been if Riley Leonard, if they had just stopped Sam Hartman. What's at stake at Keenan Stadium? Well, first and foremost, as someone who grew up in the Ohio Valley, it's Louisville. It's not Louisville. No offense to, uh, to you guys. Louisville. Louisville. It's Louisville, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the quicker you can say it, the, the better it is. Right. Um, no, there's a lot at stake because for Carolina, this has looked like a season that could be had some promise again, and here we are again where we're feeling a bunch of disappointment with this team where it's like, wow, they have a lot of talent. They should be good, and if this turns into another season of, they could have been good, but they're not. Then is this all we're ever going to get out of the Mac Brown era 2.0 with the Tar Heels? Well, but I'm in in terms of exit polling, uh, fans were very disappointed uh, in the yeah. in the current coaching staff. Uh, hey, there's also a victory bell that's going to get 
awarded after it, too. So there's that. What, four in a row? Is it four in a row or five in a row for North Carolina? Four, four in a row. And actually, Mac has won 12 in a row if you go back to yeah. his first tenure. Yeah, uh, that is true. And look, I'm not going to say that it doesn't matter. I think it matters. I remember when Duke won it for the first time in forever when Jamison Crowder made just an incredible catch under duress in the end zone at Wallace Wade Stadium. I mean, they went bananas. And I also remember a time, was it North Carolina? They won at... uh, (laughs) Uh, one at Wallace Wade Stadium, and then uh, and painted re- the whole place re- up, redecorated the uh, the visitors' dressing room. I- I'm surprised anybody really found out about it, since I think the dressing room is in Virginia. If you ask uh, Dabo Sweeney that question, uh, I think Duke would have been nine and zero going to this game if Riley Leonard was not injured. Am I crazy, Randy? I mean, yeah, you're you're crazy. I don't know if you go. I don't. I don't know if they go nine and zero. Definitively nine and zero. That's 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 tough. <laughs> and look, they, they they got a, they got game day this year. They did. That's, that's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah, man. If they just stopped Sam Hartman, they win that game. Uh, they have no problem. They win by a thousand at Louisville. Easy, Louisville. Louisville. Uh, and then uh, look, they were they were better than Florida State uh, with me at quarterback. Um, Brett, what happened to North Carolina's defense? <laughs> Maybe they went back to the norm. Mm. Uh, that water found its love. That's another thing I can think of because it it you know they they were looking so good and everybody was gushing all over Gene Chizik and talking about him as a possible Frank Broyles Award uh, yeah. winner as the the top assistant in the country and then this. Uh, I, I don't know. That's a really good question. Now, watching Virginia yesterday, their offense is pretty good. They've got a couple of receivers who can yeah. really get open and do some things. So there's that. But, I mean, not being able to stop Georgia Tech running the ball was a really bad look. It's 350 yards roughly on the ground? Yeah, and Paul Johnson wasn't anywhere near the place. I, I That, to me, was the most alarming number that I have seen uh, against any team either way. The fact that North Carolina was run over like that by Georgia Tech. Um, right, let me. I'll go back to you with this again, Brett. And then, uh, I'm not ignoring Randy, but I'm just. I'm just going to start with Brett. Um, <laughs> what happens with MJ Morris and NC State? That's a really interesting question, and you know, it would really be nice if MJ would would come out and make a statement or you know explain why he did this, because otherwise, we you know we're going to speculate. But there are, you know, there are two ways of looking at this. If you're, you know, if you're a glass half empty kind of guy, even though his dad has said he's not going anywhere, you know, maybe he's holding out for a better NIL deal. Uh, you know, he's got some leverage now, uh, and and maybe if he doesn't get it, he goes to the portal. The other question is, maybe if you're a half glass full kind of guy, um, you know, this was the plan all along for him. You know, he was the good soldier. You know, he he stepped aside when they brought in Brendan Armstrong. Didn't complain when the team needed him. He stepped up. They're 3-1. He helped them save the season. And now he's going to look out for number one by saving a year of eligibility. And, you know, maybe it's just a, a, a matter of, hey, listen, I helped the team get there. Now I want to save my eligibility for when they bring in an offensive line that can block anybody and some receivers that can get open. So maybe there's that. I, I don't know, but, the, you know, it would really be nice for him to say why he did this and what his plans are. What do you think, Randy? Yeah, um... I think this is a guy where he's weighing his options. You know, when you're, this season isn't really going to go 
you know, you're not competing for an ACC championship here, and maybe for him this is an opportunity to go somewhere else. But I agree. I think you got to just lay it out there. If you want to leave, if you want to explore your options, if you want to go somewhere else, great. That's fine. Just be honest with people. This is the the era of free agency, and while an NBA player can hold out and say, I want to get traded and I'm not going to come to practice like James Harden, a quarterback after four good games can say, you know what, I'm redshirting. So here's the way I look at this, because I think this this issue goes back much further than this year. M.J. Morris, I realize he was hurt at the end of last season, but M.J. Morris showed up after Devin Leary got hurt and after they exhausted a lot of other opportunities, obviously, and we all looked and went, hey, this guy, this guy could be pretty good. And I, at least I was under the impression, and maybe this is just my fault, I was under the impression that M.J. Morris would be good this upcoming year at NC State to the point where, and I I wasn't alone, because I had heard rumblings that State was worried that he was going to take, go into the portal and end up, because he's a Georgia kid, not that he was going to go to Georgia, but that he was going to go to the SEC. I had heard Auburn was interested in M.J. Morris. And then NC State goes out and gets Brennan Armstrong. And I knew Armstrong was good two years ago. But he wasn't good last year. Regardless, guys had bad years. I was just surprised that they dipped into the portal because I thought the reason why uh, Devin Leary left was because MJ Morris was going to be the guy. And I just wonder if at that point MJ Morris realized that he should always be thinking about MJ Morris and not anything else. And maybe that kind of laid the groundwork for where we are. I, I mean... Am, am I nuts, Randy? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. No, I, mean, I think everybody has their own priorities. You know, for some guys, it's you, you want to go to a school and you want to, you know, do as good as you can there. You love it. In some places, it's like, I just want to go pro. I want to, you know, have the best experience for me. There's, I don't think there's a wrong answer either way. I guess it just depends on, you know, what you're, if you're a fan of the team or not. If anything, things like this maybe leads to you know boy if these were uh if college athletes were employees and there was some sort of collective bargaining agreement uh-huh. negotiations and rules to this stuff then we could put safeguards in place so teams aren't left in the lurch on a guy like this and by the way i do believe we are headed that way mm-hmm. uh we are absolutely headed that way brett real just just on the, the last point i made uh does that seem like this that that might be where everything started at, at NC State. I think so. I think everybody's got to look out for themselves. But the other the other way of looking at it too is, you know, maybe Dave Doran and also MJ realized that there wasn't a lot of talent around him this year. 
So it was going to be a bridge year. Bring in the, 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 you know, the experienced guy. Maybe he can squeeze some lemonade out of lemons. And then we'll bring you in next year. You'll be our guy. And, and hopefully we'll have some better, more experienced people around you. But, yeah, I, I think you always have to look out for yourself because it's coaches. They're going to leave. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, with the transfer portal, you know, they're going to forget recruiting over you. They're going to bring in guys to replace you. And you're going to get stuck. All right, I'm going to ask you to pick a game here, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll close on uh, thoughts on uh, the professional team in the state of North Carolina. Um, Randy, are we headed for the most ACC thing ever? Miami beating Florida State. Is, is that the most ACC, or is that the most Big East thing ever? <laughs> either way. Either way, um, yeah, I think we'll see lots of clips of wide left or wide right or wide whichever way it was uh, coming in after this uh, after this weekend. Gosh, God, I hope not. Uh, Brett, are we headed for the 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 go ACC moment of the year? Miami knocking the ACC out of the college football playoff? Not a chance. Keon Coleman will be back. Johnny Wilson will be back. Their offense will be uh, in fine tune. And after what I've seen the last couple of weeks of Tyler Van Dyke and, and Mario Cristobal is still coaching Miami, right? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So there's, there's, no, there's no chance that happens. Not no. a chance, according to Brett no. Friedlander. I feel so much better. All right, now uh, we'll do this. I like to play these games, and we'll go back to Randy to start this one. Uh, three words. To describe the Carolina Panthers. Here we go again. Here we go I'll again. tell you this, though. Um, which I which do, of I those words to... did you bundle together? Because you gave me four <laughs> words. <laughs> hey, I'm not good at math either. You just called me Frank Wright. Um, I'm just curious here. Uh, I, pointed, I, I saw something on my – I realized something on my way home. The kick at the end of the game, well, with a minute 40 left for a 59-yard field goal that that was way too short. I believe, and I just did a quick pro football reference uh, search, is that the earliest in a a half that a kick of that distance has ever been kicked in the history of the NFL? Oh, I I, 59? I I don't know. You're you're only kicking those 59-plus when you're looking – the last 10 seconds and a half. Nobody in the world ever says, you know what? There's two minutes to go in this game. Let's kick a 60-yard field goal. So should they That's have gone for it? Was. Should they have gone for it on fourth and 10? Absolutely. Okay, I, I'm not arguing with you. I like. That's a viable option. Which which do you have a better chance? Here's my question uh, before I get uh, Brett. I gave him way too much time. Plus, you mm-hmm. broke the rules. Uh, you, you you did a University of Michigan thing. You gave me four words when I asked for three. <laughs> but the um, – the, I forgot, forgot who we were talking about. The Panthers, uh, yeah. uh, they would have run a, a – They would have run a two-yard crossing route to Adam Thielen that would have maybe gained three yards on fourth and ten based on what we have seen from this offense before. But I think in theory, maybe with a different uh, offensive scheme, uh, you would be right. Uh, three hey, words. They were three and three. three. They were three for three on fourth down in the game. you got to go for it again. Uh, they were three for three on fourth down. You, uh, you've done your homework there, Randy Slack. Uh, Brett, three words to describe the Carolina Panthers. Tepper's dumpster fire. Here you go. I like it. 
I like that. That is true. It is. Uh, it is a complete. Uh, it is a tire fire at this point. Smells bad as well. And he was at the game. Well, I guess he's always at the game. Uh, but he was in the visitors' owners box, and it looked like he had had a bad Chicago dog, or any All deep Chicago dish pizza. Dogs are bad dogs. Uh, I don't, know. I don't, I don't hate a Chicago dog. Chicago dogs are the deep dish pizza, so we don't even, we don't even go there. My only, my biggest problem with deep dish pizza is not the actual deep dish pizza; it's that we call it pizza when it's not. Thank you. It's just it's a loaf of bread <laughs> with a lot of really good stuff on it. Like it's delicious. I just hate calling it pizza. Uh, Randy, have we seen David Tepper to Wiener Circle? Oh, that's a great bit. I first time I'd seen that bit. That is a great, great bit. I hope they sent that woman uh, all the jerseys, all of them. She was hysterical last yeah. night. And Jason Kelsey, does he have a future in uh, TV or what? He has a future wherever he wants. Jason He's a Kelsey, oh, human being. he is going to make. Tons of money on TV. He'll be the first offensive lineman, maybe, to be a lead NFL analyst somewhere. Uh, at uh, at R Slack thirty seven because he's a big Andre Svechnikov fan. That's Randy Slack at B Freed ACC Brett Friedlander Saturday Road ACC columnist. Thanks both of you. We will do it again. Thank you. Awesome. Love love talking to both gentlemen. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.